You're just making it happen. Yeah, so when I, I love that. I want to like go and see um where? what? One of So you know that group you asked me to the yeah. the creative society. Yeah, society. So one of the ladies in like one of my Instagram pods for for literally now like two years we've been in the same like pod. She's her name's uh, Nikki Lenore. She's wonderful. And so obviously we like now like the pods are like not really a thing because we all are like following right. each other anyways. Um she does like the lime, the lime challenge. Her kids have lime disease. Oh, okay. um, so, anyway, so she um, last time I was just like you know we've been gaming for years on each other's stuff now. So I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do like all my rounds. You know, just the peeps that I know. Say hello. See what's popping. Really, just spend some time with Jay. Like give him like that sense of normalcy again. Yeah. Um, the show just actually just found out when I was on my way over here. The show got picked up again for season oh, six. So Say okay. what? Yeah. The show again? Uh, the hundred. Okay. Yeah, it's like a post-apocalyptic cult. You know, like those cult fan shows. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's it. And then obviously, like spending time with you guys. It's like my really exciting release. Me too. I'm glad that like all these years later again. We talk about the different type of teachers. No, I know. It's one of those things that you're like, wow. How does this like? How did we like manifest? I always forget that. That is crazy. It's all trippy. Like one of those like falls and all that. Yeah, like one of those like things that just like came into the universe and continues to like exist and continues to be a thing. Yeah, that's wild. I forget about that. I did find, because um, I told you, right, that, did I tell you this, Cleo? Tell me. Remember when I, when you and I first talked on the phone, I was living in that house, I said this? When we were Skyping? Yeah. Um, well, I said I had to move out, I was like, tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two guys in that house who uh, died from overdose. Okay, so I did know your friend died from, from that, but, you, you, but I didn't realize it was from that first house. Because, yeah, all that stuff was, like, so dramatic. Because right at that point, I think things were, like, really starting to, like, boil. Yeah. And you guys were, like, in the process of looking for something new. Yeah. And that's when you moved to the other place. That was time. Yeah, so they both... Yo, were they doing heroin when you guys were living there, too? Yeah, we didn't know that. We were, like... Oh, my God. I know. My nails are like still peeling from so I just keep peeling. Oh no. I am, um, I only ever get, uh, have you ever heard of creative nails? The C&D? Yeah. So C&D yeah. is a creative nail, so I only ever remember down their acrylic where it's like a preform, so they build oh, right. it. That's good. And they hand file everything, so anytime I get acrylic it was that, so they never fucked up. But mine are good again. Like they go through cycles, but like these are my nails, and they just have like gel polish on them. So yo, you always have nice nails. Thank you. Always. This is like all my dad. One of the girls that uh, Ipsy has the nicest nails to ever be on tour. I was like, really? She's like, I know. All the Asian ladies always be like, oh my god, your nail bed is so long. You got the long nail bed. You know. You know. I think Sirius XM is dope. Or FM? Sirius XM? XM? Super dope. I've never, like, I don't have Sirius. I just have Spotify. Yeah, it's like, what, 90 bucks a year or something? No, way less. Is it really? Yeah. 
How much? Wait, for 60, it was a deal though, because we got our car. Oh, that's even better. That's cool. Yeah, well, that's a great deal. I mean, people are still buying cars for as long as that lasts until, you know, artificial intelligence cars take over everything. Honestly, so I've been really fortunate. My dad's always done auctions, so I've always bought my cars from auctions. And I have made money off every car I've ever owned. Are you serious? Oh, like, no, I don't mean just made money, I mean made money, so. Like, I've doubled down on probably five cars. And then even my Honda that I had, that was the car I drove when I met you guys. Um, I bought that car, I think I spent $1,000 in 2005. And it was like a 2002. So I spent $1,000 repairs and everything. And I sold it for $1,800 a year and a half ago. So you had it for that long? Yeah. And I drove it across the country. Like, I drove from Vancouver to Toronto, Vancouver to Edmonton. Everything. Insane. Yeah. And I think too because like I'm not um so material things are just not a thing. I mean everybody said that, but that's for real. If I never cared about my car, if somebody yeah, spilled, if you ding the door, I'm not having a fuck, whatever, it's just a car. It doesn't it's who not cares? a thing. Yeah, who cares? It's not a thing, it's not your life. Yeah. And honestly it's not, it's not your life. It doesn't mean anything. It's so I think because of that, I got really lucky, and none of my cars ever gave me trouble. I all I just did was like take them in for regular oil changes, like change my tires, standard things, and nothing. I never had like major repairs. I had to like replace like a windshield wiper once. <laughs> one time, my my trunk wouldn't close, so like bungee cord is shut. That was it. <laughs> no, literally, this is. Well, I had that. I had the last car until we drove it to the ground. And yeah, that's what I did. I drive my car like into the ground. Doing what she does, 
She's smart. She's she normal. She's dating Jeff, the guy that's our videographer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, she, and her dad was the same way. Like, just a very, you know, she's not trying to date, like, some, you know. There can't be two sons, guys. There can't be two sons. Well, in our case. I feel like, in our case, is where it works. But that's an anomaly. Yeah, but you guys, yeah, I don't think you guys are also very different. Like, like, we're not, yeah. You're, We're not um, trying to be Brad and Andy. Yes, exactly. Like, I actually went on a date with this dude about a week and a half ago. And he uh, is what I would describe as like a stream of consciousness person. And I really struggle with stream of consciousness people, mainly because something that happens when uh, they're working through their thoughts is that, first of all, like they, their thought is the first thing that comes in their mind, and they're speaking it before there's any kind of like critical structure. Structure. There's no thought through, so they're working through their thoughts as they're speaking them, and that it's just different than how I approach things. And so it's, it's yeah. a process. Yeah, I'm very like methodical, and I like, I for will, sure you know build and rebuild and tear apart and destroy and come sure. back to it until I'm really certain. And so, and I talk a lot. So for me, like I almost got like no words in edgewise. I was like. And a lot of the things, he, like, I also made the ill-advised choice of, like, smoking weed while on this date, which I didn't smoke that much, though, like, so, in my head, I was like, I'm not that high, bro, like, um, I don't know, like, What was it, a meeting? It was a date, like, and, you know, he was on, you guys, I've never covered so much territory in the way of, like, conversation with a human uh-huh. being. It was a lot, and I was like, I yo, you're cute, and by cute I mean probably one of the most attractive people I've ever physically laid eyes on. But I was like, Ooh. and the next day he's like, I had such a good time. We should like hang out again. I was like, go to LA. We'll talk to you in a back maybe. But see, that's that's good to know. What, like, what turns you on? Like, what motivates you? Uh, not, are you not talking? You better not be talking to that guy. So you are. Um, we're still we're friends. No, for real, for real. So this is my like, song. I love this one a lot. You're just... Um, so no, there's been like really clear boundaries put up by me. Um, and it's super challenging. Yeah. But um, they've just been put up because they need to be there. And like one of the things that I'm working towards is like salvaging like our friendship because we do have a friendship. And yeah. That's what this whole thing was like based off of. So all the boundaries have been put up. Or like I call it the new normal. But, where we have been for a little while. Um, it's definitely challenging, but it's for the best. Certainly for the best. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Last time you were here, that was still active, right? Yeah, and it was like, I like always come to my conclusions when I come to them, and I knew that was the like eventual thing, of course. Um, as, a, as a potentiality. So, um, yeah, I think what's important is um, we both like push each other to do better in work spaces, especially. So we continue to like foster that, um, but while having very very clear. Is that hard though? Um, honestly, no. So um, something that's never been hard for me is separating work from personal. So I recognize like this is the job, these are the things that we need to do, um, and I don't know why I'm very good at part compromise, like in those two things. Because we gotta get paid and we're trying to get that bag. So. Yeah, because you have to pay for so like, Yeah, I'm trying to get that bag. I don't ever want like our team to look stupid. I want everybody to be like on the same page and happy and 
you know, while still being fair to like, you know, his time and my time and all those things. And that's my job. That's what a producer does, right? A producer is like the person in between where I'm like, okay, everybody, let's take a step back, let's have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Let's solve the problems. Yeah, exactly. I'm a problem. That's exactly right. I'm a problem solver. There you go. Such a freaking tornado because we're not, we're both individually not rules people. Yeah. As we really. as we've swapped stories over the years, I'm like, oh my god, like you're me, but like so different at the same time. But like when we shake hands, we're not being on rules unless we can consult. Are the rules? Can open- I consult? Or can I question them? Yeah. Are the rules open ended? Like I'd like to. <laughs> Speaking of that, it's funny you bring it up. I just found, because Corey Weiss emailed me this early. No, he emailed me late last night. Because apparently, um, oh, he's trying so. to reuse my videos globally. 
that they did not have an opportunity. So Corey White was jumping on and he goes, hey, find your contract with Disney. So I was going through all my emails trying to find it, but I found the termination. The, the emails me back and forth between uh, I was ruthless, man. That's how I got out of that Disney contract. I like don't even remember being like that. I was like, this isn't, I'm not asking you whether I can get out of my contract, I'm telling you I'm getting out of my contract because I found a breach. That's what I said to uh, court. I said, I'm not asking you if I can. I said, I've already found a breach in the contract and I will be getting out of my contract. So, and that is why I got out. Because I went in confidently. Because through email, I can do that in person. I would never People will negotiate if you give them something to negotiate. This is not negotiable. Okay, th- thank you for saying that. I just had this conversation with Procter & Gamble today. And because the way they were framing it, because they needed, well, it was with the PR company whose client is Procter and Gamble. Right. And the way they were framing it was so stupid. And I said, listen, stop making this a negotiation. Tell the clients, these are your options. This is the option I recommend. Let me know which of these three choices you wish Period. to execute on. Period. There's no, there's no yeah, room for anything beyond that. That's what you, she's like, she's like, the way you get people to sign up on deals. Of course it is. You tell them to sign. Yeah, she's like, hey, da da da. This is my option. So how? Let me know when you'd like to move forward. Yeah, let me know when you'd like to move forward. This is it. You need the science. Would you like to move forward? Yeah. She's like, let me know. Let me know the information. If you're interested, let me. This is how it works. Like, uh, it's not a negotiation when you tell, it, like, nine times out of ten, if you just tell people, like, it, you, you, like, politely tell them this is what you want. And then they'll be like, okay. I'm like, okay. Please, that's give what me, we need for. Yeah, give me your legal name and information and I'll draft the contract for you. And they're like, okay, here you go. I just need you to sign the contract. That's all I need. <laughs> That's what we need, like for some brands right now. I'm like, this will. Corey Weiss is good at that. I will say, he's pretty good. I should show her the Kush thing. Never seen it. The Kush thing we're working on. Because like I showed you the. Now let me pause this. Yeah, Kush is dope. This is some serious firepower right here. Kush, and I got to update. Wow, you well, to see. Ma- milk mascara. Milk makeup came out with Kush mascara. Oh, yeah, Kush mascara. I remember you talking about that. Um, Should I call a buddy and get him to roll one for us? Or if we're, I mean, to do it properly, if you're going to listen to a song called Kush. <laughs> no, you're, I just want to make sure you're not thematic. My wife is very thematic. Yeah. Um, Corey Weiss said that he's still waiting on a. Oh, you talked to him. Well, he just emailed me this morning. Oh, he, in, I was in curious. In the update of the Disney thing, he's uh-huh. like, and the update and by the is, way, I'm still waiting. He goes, I'm still, what did he say? He said, I'm still waiting to hear back on milk slash fish. Good. I think we just need to do it. Anyway, I think we though. just need to do it. Like, I think we should do a little proof of concept, let them know we're working on it, and then just do it. And they'll be like, how much? Or they'll just put it out. It's such a good idea. Well, the hype of that would be like, oh my god, we're doing this thing with milk. It, the fact that they're willing to just put it out is enough. It's good value. Float away and we have milk. Here. Yeah. 
I got hit by, you ever heard of Live.me? No. Lynn, Lynn uh, was on backstage. May I let her look at this first? Because this is Sorry, great. is this your guys' pitch to them? Yeah. Okay, got it. And Corey Weiss was like, this is great. This makes my job so much easier. Oh, really, Corey? Weird. We designed it that like, way that you would say it. I was it. like, well, why isn't your team doing shit like this? Yeah, you need the to console it. The death of is embarrassing. Lynn so fucking destroyed them, that. Meaning I may not be, like, perfect at it. I'm making no. this on Canva. Like, I don't know what else to use. She just but knows like, what's good. But I know... Like some things, and what I know is that they what that they send is not very good because I've seen it. And I'm like, this is not a good pitch. You're the best at packaging. And they still get deals, but I feel like they're not very good at pitching. Um, from my business colleagues in music, when I show them how she packages herself, mm-hmm. her version of it, they're like, this is the dopest package we've ever seen. That's amazing. I'll, I'll show you the deck that Ipsy sends. It's hilarious. It's embarrassing and hilarious. But isn't that crazy? This is dope. And like the mess, so it is like specifically focused around like Kush. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. Here, here, tell her the story or I will. Well, I'm going to click the. I clicked that, but then it said, um, let's see. Trash is not found. Oops, it's because I'm a good old one. Okay, well, let's see. Is it even on there? It's private. It is, but it's. Lynn on the beat. Her second track. And it's Kush. I love it. I love that shit. Shit we can do that you're here. Watch this, listen. And in the studio, it sounds so good. And God, his, his name is William Shakespeare. Yeah, so he's a descendant of William Shakespeare, literally. So in the family tree, no joke. William Shakespeare. He, he took his real name, William Shakespeare, and he goes by Dub Shakespeare. He needs to write a song about that. That's probably what, because it's his name, God bless that. 100%. God's blessing him anyway. Listen. Yeah. Yo, 
can like imagine this song like leading into like every Instagram ad they ever fucking do for the whole thing. Every influencer, they can like send this to every influencer that they send the package to. Exactly. To be like, yo, make sure and include they that as your contract. Like, yo, Jackie Aida, use this as your intro. Exactly. License. Set it up. Shut up. This is what this is what and Roy Rice finally got. Let me show him this. He was like, I, oh. he goes, he was like, don't move forward with anything else. I'm taking this straight to the top. When you get Corey Weiss excited, that's what you want. Because he's like, thinking only he's high now, level. Like, so he goes, how he wants to sell the world. Could you today. do this for every product? Like if there was another brand that was coming out with like Naked Heat, a song about heat. Turn it up in here, hot like Nelly type remix. Like here, listen to me. Like, listen to me. Day, listen to me. Listen to so me. Dope. Let me say this. The I crystallized in our meeting with Dub Shakes and her and Corey Weiss. It's this fucking simple for me and my team. If I had foresight and insight on brands, beauty brands specifically, let's just talk about beauty, yeah. of just the names of the products that are in development. Yes, like just give me That's the names. all I need to know. And we will magically manifest their theme songs with remixes. And imagine that. Then they That's have a thing that is like literally crystallized in Done. time forever. Like you never have to pay, like they don't have to like buy like miscellaneous it's music. business to business. Because that's like such a big problem for brands, right? Like finding something for suits, them. getting something that's like at a reasonable price that they don't yeah. have to pay like a million bazillion dollars for. Like that shit that I could sell to fucking Procter & Gamble on this Pantene yeah. deal that we just we're, did for their whole 10 day no conditioner challenge or whatever they what did. What we're pitching is end to end. This is another task that I, I need solved. If you're good on numbers in financing, Perfect financing would be this. What a campaign means to us is a three-pronged like model. Okay. Where there is a music video, audio prop, or there's a music video property, audio visual. There's an audio property, and that, and then there's also the episode property. Mm -hmm. Each campaign has those three. Okay. There's eleven of those. That's Whoa. the goal for like, okay. and the reason oh, for why, the season for the whole. Got it. Now it's it's a, now the the franchise. Is kind of too, it's a super album. So it's an, an album technically is anywhere between 12 and 15 songs. Mm -hmm. Technically, um, LP, a long play. Extended play is three to five songs. So, in the spirit of bending the rules and us not being rules people, like 11 was fun for me to go, oh, it's not quite a, an album, but it's a super album because there's an episode of Beauty and the Beat. Like, there's season one Beauty and the Beat, and we manifest an album, but it's all music videos, but the songs are also, you know. Yeah. So if you think of distribution deals with the song property, I did a distribution deal with Armada Records, yeah. which is Armin Van Buren. How many Armada musics are there? How many, how many DJ labels are there? Many of them. Now, that's just a song property deal. We did a 70-30 split with no, I mean, there was one YouTuber with distribution attached, which helped, but Nothing wild, but it was just a distribution deal. They, they literally took the finished master track that we delivered and they just put it out as like mm -hmm. Armin Van Buren's song featuring us. Mm -hmm. You know, like me, my name was in it. Yeah. Me, like, I was like, wow. Clean well, and where that makes sense. Where that makes sense is where the artist is like obviously going to be able to give you some kind of leveraging power. Be like, yeah, oh, like at least featuring my name. Like, yeah. But to them as a distributor, they don't care. They just want the newest, hottest shit. Of course. So it was a great deal. It was creators and producers doing the deal with the distributor. 
cutting out all the middlemen. No managers, no nothing. It was the people that made the track. It was five of us. And as the artist, executive producer, writer, I just split it even with everyone. Mm -hmm. I didn't try to do the Hollywood shit. I was like, you guys all did something and you didn't get paid up front. Yeah. You figured out a way to get the song to some label that's got a lot of followers. Let's just, we're not gonna get rich off this anyways. It's a principle. Yeah, It's me. a starting point. In my mind, that's a motto. I'm like, whoever was the co-producers of that, I have the right as the writer and the executive producer, these people all individually trusted me. And I got them together like, hey, A, you don't know B, but I do. You're gonna like each other. B, you don't know C, and A, you don't know C, but I do. Yeah, you guys, let's, let's make something that Right, valuable. like, trust me, y'all are dope. Like, and I waited till I got a song that thrusted me into a whole day of slaving over a song. That's what beats have to do for me or I will not write to them. Yeah. So I was like, I hate writing the beats, but I'm like, if I trust you musically, I love writing the beats. Cause you just took it like, you took the meter from zero to 60. So you're just creating a perfect storm in other words. Like That's kind of like, for me, my process that I'm, I'm, I'm beelining for is Sia. Sia has, what's different between me and her is I play instruments. She has all her shit memorized, waits for her, she schedules like her keyboards to come. Yeah. Throws them whatever she throws them to like come and arrange and produce. Cuts them into the publishing and pay, you know, pays them for their time up front, gets a cut in the back end. But her arranger, keyboardist, producer is just, is, is it, this would serve me well too, um, but I can do it myself. Their job is to just take her melodies that she's free flowing and top lining yeah, and get them all organized. Arranging is taking all those top lining and going, this is the song. Yeah. End to end, three minutes and 14 seconds, this is it. Like, that's arrangement. So that's something I'm very good at. And most producers that make beats, beat maker, producer, DJs, are Different not, things, they, different, They different. don't do that. Yeah, they all want, different They roles. want what they want, and they don't, a lot of them don't know this until they meet me, or you know, other people like me, or they already know, if they already know how it works, they want something that's like, it's ready. Like, I know what to do with that melody right now. Yeah. And Lynn witnessed this with Crazy Ones, this song Crazy Ones. There was a DJ who's super dope. His name's Nati Rico. You would love him. Mm -hmm. um, if you knew how to help leverage his numbers and his big increase, right. you could make money him. off of him right now. Yeah, right. yeah, I think we talked about yeah, so, Oh, I did. I did. That's right. So on the creative level, the first part of like the process for me is like, we have to make something or I do not know you. Yeah. If we don't do a project together, you talk a lot. <laughs> you fair, know? Fair. I'm like, I can't, I can't verify if you're a producer until you produce something. Yeah. You need to know. Period. As an executive producer type, meaning like, I, when, when I worked in church, musicians that had zero talent, then had talent because of my investment into them. Then being in front of hundreds of people performing in the youth group and like now, you know, a lot of them still making music professionally, why, why not? So for me, like all of the situations to get like something done, meaning like no matter what, that service, the band's gotta be rehearsed and it needs to be ready to go. Like that level then now applied to my song, now Beauty and the Bee, now going wow. So that, sorry, so just to be clear, so that is like one prong of like the financial piece. Yeah. So that's that, then the second prong is what? Meaning, are you talking about what specifically? Well, like for like this project, so for Beauty and the Beat, for example. So like, yeah. obviously- So the song property, yeah. there's the music video property, which is a big question mark because it's 
I get the idea right now is it could go multiple places. Mm -hmm. But in essence, it, you could see the audience going, oh, the music video goes on Corey's channel. Right now we're getting numbers. So like the strategy of don't give up going on her channel was brilliant. Yeah, no, it because, didn't go on my channel. Where did it go? On your channel. It's hosted, on don't your... give up music videos hosted where? On your channel. On Mr. Corey? Yeah. I don't think so. It's on your YouTube channel. Oh, right. In addition, we redundantly put it on my Oh, YouTube on channel. my Facebook. Oh, got it. Right. Okay, okay, sorry. So we're just trying to get numbers. And Facebook is like, you know, if she's being courted by Facebook, there's an easier... It's it's cleaner as a consumer, too. And yeah. I, I agree with... I would rather... And I, I watch more video content, like one and done's uh, internet videos oh, on Facebook. On Facebook. For sure. For mm -hmm. sure. Because it's just cleaner. It's like, it's easy. You just push the share button, done. Like, mm -hmm. so... Um, for the numbers and just building the model because the, really the goal is this and this is the selling part is each campaign you total the song property wherever that goes okay. you total all the places it can go you total the music video all the places that it can go you total the episode all the places mm -hmm. and of course testing them along the way we go these are the ones that really work but let's not leave any numbers off the table because yeah. here's what we can do drum roll please each ca campaign number one all the total numbers of the social media boom here's a number Number two, then you go campaign number two plus number one is drum roll please, boom. Then campaign three happens. So to me, selling the dream to a brand goes, how much to sponsor this? Do you have an LLC that you can run this sponsorship through? Yeah. Okay, good. Because what I think, there's a lot of prongs to this and what I think would be the easiest to do. We could do a hundred brands or it could be one brand. You're right. It could be either one of those, but to that funnel the money, it. I think it's easiest to always just do it through one LLC. And then from there, you can kind of determine like where the money goes. So, you know, obviously production is like one piece of budget. Production isn't gonna be cut in at the same level on every single thing, right? Like it just depends on what the nature of it is. But we also, it would be useful if you could create a structure around the, um, the budget piece. So for example, if, if you know that the minimum budget to produce a video at like X level is let's say five grand, right? So you could sell that to the brand be like, okay, the minimum budget is five grand, so that's the minimum buy-in. But if you guys want like a more hype video, we can do more. Or more content. Or yeah, or whatever. But like there has to always be like a minimum thing. And so we can always like create a good, better, like, best. Yes, good, better, best, exactly. So tiered options for the brand. Um, and then whatever level From business to business. Yeah. From business to business. Yes. And then from there, like obviously you like your LLC would be responsible for like sorting out the minutia of that. Of course. But the money would be piled into that space. And then I think the other piece of that is understanding like who's getting what where and then also what is the business making because that was something like that's the thing that needs to exist there needs to be some kind of carry forward for the business to be able to like reinvest yeah reinvest on itself well, right well it's this clean i mean just to be able to get money flowing to where it's like you have a viable business business to business content like media sales would look like Hey brand, whatever fucking brand name one, put them in order though. The ones that would be the lowest hanging fruit, of course. Beauty, the biggest, coolest, most forward-thinking beauty brands. For example, Milk. For example, this other brand. Their product is called Glow. I have a sick ass song called Glow that Glow. could be that could be re reproduced for them a hundred times over, and they could have the remake. Like, what do you want? Right is the question. I'm learning more and more. They don't know what they want. They're waiting on a group of creatives. That's what I mean. Just tell them. them. Like, you need to show them, like, this is what your show options them. are. That's like, why I'm like, my little push up the hill, like on a roller coaster, like, tip, 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 click, 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 and then it goes. To me, when it, the critical mass for a group like this is all of the right people mm -hmm. executing one 
correct project. But that's this it. is what I mean. And this is what I'm good at is giving people what their options are. This yes. is literally what the my sales is. piece. The sale, like I'm like, hey guys, these are your options. This is what I think would be so hype. And for you front your brand. load that. You yeah, front load of course. all of that. Of course, all of it's that. so easy. And Where they're like, it's like an actual. You did job. all the thinking. Yeah, you do all. You, you did all the thinking. Like prepackaged, and then you give them the opportunity to almost like like plug and play, right? So they can swap something out if they don't like it. Yeah, like, ah, yeah. this would be better for us. Great, no problem. Because once you create the baseline for the thing, like whatever the baseline price is, the minutiae of it doesn't really matter. Like you can change whatever yeah, you want. Like, good, better, best prices. Exactly. And this because, is what they'll get. Because at the end of it, you always the know model. that like everybody's still walking away with like whatever they need to walk away with, and including the business to c carry this forward. Yeah, and that's what it means. So like, it would be very, very, and this is a big question mark right now, even for me. I'm saying I, I, I would love to see like the number, the internal number, and then the external number, meaning this yeah, is yeah. this is the pricing, but you can, it's carpet for the horse. I would wanna know, brass tacks, keep this between us, this is what it actually costs to produce each the, campaign. Yes, because yes. this, is, this is my prediction. The value of getting a group together that can deliver a fucking music video and a song and an episode We've already proven, turnkey, turnkey we've already proven that we could do it monthly if we needed to. If there was money, perhaps we could, Lynn and I could speak to a team of producers. Listen, if do there's month, money, anything can happen. That's it, the whole That's part. all I'm trying to say, and it can happen fast. Yeah, Because absolutely. I know how fast a song can get made in one day. It could be ready to release in one day. Anything so, can happen in like you, if there's budget. You get visual producers that could catch up to music producers. You have a daily campaign schedule. Yeah. If you really had the right team, deep, I'm not talking me. I'm not talking her. I'm talking about the people who execute. The people are like when I think of Ryan Ramirez, the ones that are like I have the energy to be slaving over writing songs and singing on that mic High all five. You guys day live your best lives, do it. But I'm talking about bringing organization, mafia level organization to the music industry. Like, like uh, Beethoven, he thought he nicknamed himself, which I think is hilarious. He nicknamed himself uh, Generalissimo, which in Italian means the general. He, he dubbed, he wanted outwardly facing, he wanted people to see him as a general, like a military general in music. So now with the internet, like I take that type of spirit and go, cause there's a purpose. Like I'm not, I'm already beyond little kid shit. Like, oh man, I'm get rich like Gary Vee and all these other marketing geniuses that are making money, teaching other people how to make money on the internet. And it's like a weird kind of way. That's not good. Yeah, it's a thing like, but with a talent and with, a, with, with an actual, you know, a talent that can transcend like singing and writing songs. Like it's not that hard, but people believe that it's hard. Lynn proved. That she's a beautiful voice, and she's been affirmed 100%. All of our closest, trusted colleagues and creatives have affirmed her. Not because they feel like Lynn needs any ego boost or anything, but, but because just she needs because, to be affirmed. Because music is my favorite thing about music in all art forms, and why I think it's the most transcendent and connects them is because I can close my eyes or be in the dark and hit play on Don't Give Up and have my own visual. And, and so can anyone else. So music doesn't require a visual medium to consume it you can just listen you to songs just right so like the idea of of saying there's a song but there's also visual and there's also a story there's a narrative that's to me that feels wholesome 
Definitely. You know, it feels wholesome. At, if I said to a brand, I'm, I'm gonna take your money and deliver you a content package. Well, I as a creative were going, you're not thinking like a creative because you're not a creative. I am. But my friends and I would say, we would want to real, feel really proud that we're taking your money and delivering something that we're proud of. If you're gonna give us money in exchange for something that we want to do creatively. So that's what I mean is like, what would be the hard cost as a model to say, and I already know this from the music side, you know, like the hard numbers of what we would see going, realistically, how much time would it take? Realistically, how many people would it take? The fewest amount of people is the question. And once you identify that in audio-visual production, literal two writers, screenwriters, yeah, things like that, literal audio-visual. What do you think sections. is like the ballpark number? Per campaign? Lynn, what do you think? Like the hard cost. I want to talk about like, yeah, I per mean, campaign. It just depends on which crew Great, Great response. Yeah, it depends let's on pretend, the crew. Let's pretend it's with the best What's the dream scenario? If you had freaking like Bravo sent you their best team, Lynette, and they sent them to us. That would be out of my jurisdiction. All right, that's a good answer. I don't know. Answer. Here's what I know. The salespeople of people producing TV shows for networks, scripted stuff, let's say um, House of Cards, $2 million in episodes of budget. It's a movie budget, but they're segmenting it in a franchise yeah. to be consumed as a series. It's a big fucking movie. Yeah. House of Cards. Yeah, it's like one big long giant movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a big movie. So, you know, however your model is everything in, in response to the financing. So, oh, you know, I don't want to sleep that. So, oh, we're going to make dough. Yeah, dough. In the spirit of dough. In, this, in the spirit of capital. In the spirit of making dough. Um, no, like, I, I've learned some numbers along the way. Like, I know the hard cost of a full feature animation. So does Lynn. Um, our colleague and friend, sales guy, event turned Mexican American crossover singer turned TV producer, then 3D animated movie producer. One of four executive producers of this project called El, El Americano. The lid, they blew the lid off of all the Pixar shit. Their ticket price to produce a Pixar IP, like a property, is 200 to $300 million. And you as a creative go, on what? Actors, whatever. Voiceover work is designed in such a way, it's so efficient, you can do all the work where you bring all the voiceover actors and get their parts done in one day. Yeah, definitely. Done. Like, no matter who they are. They're doing a, a full fucking day. It could be a week, whatever. All I know is, it's $5 million the cost to produce. And I know this from firsthand relationships. Yeah. It costs actually $5 million to produce a really, like, Pixar level. And they produced it out of Mexico. But other people are going to shrink that even lower. Yes. I'm going to shrink that even lower. Creators are going to go, what's the le we're asking the opposite question of money people. What's the least amount of money it would take to produce the best property? Yeah. That's what we think. So that's an interesting tension. But we, people like Lynette and you and myself, are in this very precarious, like the gold rush precarious days, the prohibition, yeah. like... It's so precarious, it's like, the energy that I feel when I talk to people that are very aware of the potentiality and this new dimension of content and augmented reality. Three dimensions, and if you can actually take the time to process, oh, that's a whole new world of homes. Yeah. Of songs. 
that's a whole new world of homes for music videos. It's at properties. And when you start realizing, okay, who's, who's funding that? It's the most precarious time. But the real anchor is content is king and queen in your case, in Lynn's case. It is both it is both male and female. You know what I mean? Creativity is male and female. Energy. So this is actually called the blue ocean strategy. And what that means is like the blue ocean strategy is looking at like reimagining the current state of things. So you're not trying to find like a whole brand new like subset of anything to be able to sell. What you're doing is looking at your existing audiences and targeting like, wait a second, who's within this existing audience that we can sell to? So for example, Black Panther was a blue ocean. Black Panther like looked at like, okay, we have this whole Marvel audience, right? Yes. And they said, wait a second, what happens if we just hone in on this one particular segment of that audience? Yeah, and that's and what they do. Hyper focus. And hyper focus. And it's exactly what. And then um, once we build that audience, it can go to other things. Of course, but that's exactly what Netflix did. So Netflix is just blockbuster without the without the all Exactly. Uber is taxis without the cabs. Yeah. So all of those things are called blue ocean strategies. So they already exist with the the audience or like the target segment you want to reach already exists there. They're already there. You yeah, just have wow. to reimagine them. You know, it's and what different inks with different games. The conversation I just had with my friend Brian, he's like in his mid fifties. He's an ex marine, and mad respect. He's the most, one of the most brilliant people I've ever talked to. And we were talking about the art of war, Chansu. It's one of two required readings for the CIA. Who I work for the CIA. Um, Lynn's cousin, my our cousin, Tito. He finds him Ro Rafael. He um, works for the CIA. So I know this to be true, not working for this yet, but there's two required uh, pieces of literature you have to know as like a Bible sort of thing. Quiz. It's uh, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People, mm-hmm. and also uh, The Art of War by Chun Su. So their, what are, their canon, like Asian canon, is strategy. Mm-hmm. Strategy. So we were having a conversation, a lengthy conversation about strategy. He was really inspiring to me, really encouraging. So we've got a divine appointment, I, I would call it that. But just like you're talking about, the idea of identifying, in this case, media, a captured audience, and then making, almost doing the science and doing the thinking and realizing, okay, what do you call the subgroups of this large, phenomenal yeah. energy and marble, and then you kind of approach it from a different angle. The very thing we were talking about just today was that's literally the crystallization of the art of war. Is it's an art. It's if the energy if the energy of the enemy is coming at you this way, mm-hmm. what do you do? You typically go, no! No, I was gonna say you just move you this go way. this way. Like, yeah, you divert. And yeah. you go behind it. Yeah. And now you can affect it. Of course. So if, if it's basic logic. Resisting it is benign. If the enemy is more superior, if the enemy if the enemy is proven to be more superior. Here. Did I get it? Ew. Did I get it? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh oh. 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 Uh oh.
Yeah. And that's true in relationships. Sure, it's everything. true in everything. It's just, a, it's physics. It's physics, it's the na metaphysical nature of law. It's a metaphysical law. For every action, there's an equal and opposite. So, when you know like kinetic or uh, transcendental force, if something is moving in motion, this way, it's still going to have energy, but redirecting or misdirecting, or, mi or, or redirecting, you know, or integrating, all these other things that can say, you're not going to change that energy. You're not going to go, I don't like it if that energy Yeah, you can't make the energy stop. You have yeah. to work with the energy. Yeah, so he gave, me a little, he gave me a little parable. He was talking about the hunter and the fox. And so the hunter's going after the fox, and it was so cool because he, he speaks in a language very simple little childlike parable. Same type of theme, you know, we stayed on theme of like strategy. And so so there's a hunter and there's a little fox. The hunter's job is I'm a hunter. I'm going to hunt the fox. The, the fox's job as the inferior is to, not to, not. Is to hide mm -hmm. from the hunter. That's it. So fox is hiding from the hunter. Foxes are very crafty. So they're capable. They make it they're a difficult thing to hunt for a hunter because they're, you know, they're like a challenge for most men, like a challenge. So if you're a hunter, you're like, what's the most difficult thing to hunt? Typically foxes. So like, there's a history of this. So like, mm -hmm. hunting foxes are very crafty. So you go, all right, hunters are going to be way more focused on hunting the most crafty animal. So that's their role in this whole exchange. Mm -hmm. Fox then finds little grapes, little situation where he can chill out. And he starts eating. It's a lazy, kind of forgets the shade of it all. The whole plan is to hide. You wake him, it gets lazy, enjoys the little spoils. Hunter finds the fox. Well, it's just a basic little situation to go, hey, understand that there are hunters. Yeah. Understand that there are devourers. There are predatory people. Because they're bored, people that are bored that don't have a relationship with God do whatever they do. But they're doing, they're, they're occupying themselves like, I already have money, I already have fame, I already have fortune. They're just occupying their time. They're occupying their time, you go, we're, we're gonna hunt, we're gonna be predatory, we're gonna. So in Asia, we had this kind of, he was Korean. And so we had this very in depth conversation about the Eastern world, Eastern philosophy, and Western philosophy. He, he shook my hand like this, like that, multiple times, because I, sh I shared with him and I understood. And he's never encountered that before. Yeah. You know, just he's in a down out situation, right? And then of course I won't share with you guys. But yeah, you know, he shared some really like he was a Marine, but an active Marine. And some of the stories he shared were like the same level of passion. The way he shared them were like when her dad shares like some of his stories, which are really heavy. Yeah. But like that's what you know, that's the power and the energy of like being a man. So when we were talking about strategy, I was listening like a son, you know? Because he was in his like mid fifties, he sees some shit. Mm -hmm. Like as great. So when we were talking about, you know, coming together, talking about strategy, and you know, eventually talking about telling that story, and it kind of came full circle. It's like I feel like I'm an artist undercover, like on a mission, like mm -hmm. thinking about Beethoven. To be like, I, I'm so split as a Gemini Cancer. We talked about numerology and the Chinese zodiac. I was like, hey, break it down for me. I don't want any weird mysticism. I want the science. <laughs> and he's that guy. Yeah. So like when he explained, I was like, why is it? And I explained, uh, we had a conversation with a Chinese couple, well, they're a mother daughter couple duo. And her first question, she was silent the first day. I don't really know because I recall all these things. Like, wow, different world. 
Eastern Western world. Mm. She was silent for the first day. The second day, the, the, you remember her first day? You were saying a lot of things in one conversation. So. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just so saying. Just say, yeah, but just say what they're going to say about the Zodiac. Your birthday, your, like your energy, like basically mm-hmm. the point was, whenever you're born, that's the energy you're gifted with. Yes. And each of them are different. He explained like I'm gifted with we talk, we talk about blood types and all sorts of different mm-hmm. things, patterns that are just built into our DNA, built into like each of our situations. So yeah. when we were talking about that, I was like, hey, you know, I realize I have kind of a, you know, two sides to me, if you will, as a Gemini Cancer, and I'm I'm a cusp. I'm I'm actually around the cusp. So, even more so, and so he broke it all down and realized all the different types of people. I'm like, wow, that people- It really does matter. It really, really matters. You talk about birth order, it's the same It does. Birth order matters. It really matters. Uh, Birth order has a lot to do with relationships, and um, when you're born, because it's the solstice and all that kind of stuff. Mama is super Leo. Are you? Are you? I don't know. I'm like dead center of like the Leo. But what is Leo's like known um, for? Leo's known for? Oh, Leo's known for loyalty, being at the pinnacle of all things that you do. So definitely, that is definite. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um, really like big, like full of energy. Generally, somebody that like gets along with everybody, but also like I can be petty and I can be like really fierce and I, I can be just fucking relentless. Like if I it reminds me enough, it's like Leo's like lion, right? Leo oh, is like the lion. Leo is the lion. Leo's a lion. Yeah, there is and if I believe in him right, which usually if there comes a point where like I am digging my heels in, like I will fucking dig. You've already made your decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna strike, you've already made your decision. That's exactly that's exactly it. If I'm going to attack and you're gonna strike, it's been and it's been well thought out. Like yeah. it's like battleship. Like it's not um It's not reactionary. Yes, it's not reactionary. It's I'm not a decision, you know, a knee jerk type of person. Um yeah, I'm over methodical. Yeah, you said methodical multiple yeah. times. Yeah, and um also, like deeply nurturing, that's like another thing that I never really thought of myself as until someone had pointed it out. Um, oh, yeah, you did. But yeah, it's, I'm a great hit smack in the middle of that. I need to know, I need to know more about I know that they're very free though. Yeah. Like science is like very free. Like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am. Yeah. Look at me. Like, I'm a water sign, so honey, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Water signs are like very fluid and just very, and that's what I described. I was like, I feel like we need to watch a documentary together on Bruce Lee. <laughs> I just watched It Man. Like, have you ever watched that show? No. no it's, um, so It Man was Bruce Lee's, uh, like, Bruce Lee Mentor. So the, like the forefather of like Wing Chun. Well, it's so it's beyond at that that level of martial arts. It's an art, and it's and all it is is a medium. Right, you would be great at art. Yeah, well, that's what you're we talk. so like. It's all it's all the philosophy. It's yeah, and you're disciplined. You would be discipline like, is so the number one it. piece of that whole. Thing. I just take one over like basically my whole life. Well, he showed me some martial arts today in Cyber Ryan. You did what? Taekwondo? Yeah. Basically, oh, cool. like he showed me that you. Can, wow. He sat, he went like, he put his leg out, and I did not expect he was gonna be able to do this. He went all the way down like this. He went out, stop. My dad used to do that, yeah. And then like stand back up, and I was like, and I watched him do it, and I was like, there's no fucking way he can do this. He goes, you like to exercise? I was like, here we go, oh my shit. And then he spoke to me, and I was like, oh my god, 
because I was doing pull-ups, I was doing my thing, you know, like yelling or whatever, but he like was looking for someone that was paying attention to me down the beach. He was like, oh, you like, you like tennis sauce? I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, can I show you the Korean way? And, like, and I was like, whatever, bro. Taekwondo is Korean. <laughs> and all of a sudden he just goes, he goes, he had me try it first. He explained himself very well. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I can do that. It's been a while since it, and just did it like three times. Um, so like, not only did he do it, but then he like schooled you on it. He's like, nah, but he literally just run the hill. Men are funny. Men are funny. They know that like, of course, I'm like, not going to listen to him. Of course, because you need to see it. Unless he does. But that's the Eastern way, is show no. what you know. Yeah. You, we agree. When I said it like this, I was this bold. I was like, and I'm a Westerner. And so when we talked Eastern stuff, he was like, how do you know all this? I was like, don't ask. Yo, so right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, and my wife is part Asian. He goes, he was just like cracking up. That's like a for real thing though, like, and that. So this is why, like, people find me so difficult sometimes because someone will make an assertion and 90% of people will just accept it. They're like, oh, okay, I accept that. You're like, true. wait, hold up. Exactly. And That's I am literally the antithesis of that. I'm like, um, can you, can you hear me that though? Why do you think that? Okay. I'm like, I don't understand. Can you explain further? further? We should probably get more stuff. Like what? Just we know we're gonna be here. Um, we should. Yeah, let's go to Lincoln. Yeah, good coverage. I like your style. Wait, I don't want to interrupt you. Please keep talking. No. Um. But yeah, like this is actually like my. So you will never. No human being, if anybody ever knows me, you will never convince me to do something or do anything ever by just yeah by just presenting this information and this is what should happen. I'm gonna be like, no, let me nope. Yeah, like, and you, I heard you. especially if it's something that has to do with, like, um, yeah, and the, and the, but the crazy part of that whole thing is that even though I'm, like, that vehement about things, I'm also willing to change my mind. Yes. You, but I am so me. open to it. I, I, like, I want you to sell me on this. I want you to, yeah, I want you to I've never heard, and listen, you've never heard, I, I have said that little narrative piece to so many, to, as, like, a, I want someone somebody. to change my mind. I, I'm, like, for me, it's, st- I make a different, here's the thing, what, what is stubborn, because you're really, you know, what, what's stubborn, I'm like, I'm not, I don't identify as stubborn, No. but I look at it, that's not possible, I'm like, single-minded is different, but at the same thing, childlike, I'm not saying, petulant, that's a totally different thing, I have, I have several things in my life where I've been very convinced, like, in my, you know, that I, yeah, you're convinced in your thing, my whole life, and I would never change, but then someone has presented to me another perspective, Immediately, without question, if I hear the truth and I resonate with it, I do not second guess myself. But that's called the falsification mindset. So everything that I create in my life, or everything that I believe, like I, my, is part nature, part nurture. So part inherent, part facilitated by nature. Nature and nurture. Yes, absolutely. But I abide by the falsification mindset, which is the antithesis of the confirmation bias. So confirmation bias means you seek information to validate your point. Mm. Falsification mindset is the antithesis of that. So I seek information that disproves my point. I want the information that proves me wrong. And then you'll settle somewhere. And then, exactly, and then I'll yeah. be like, okay, because it, it actually in turn strengthens your point. So for example. That's cool. That's uh, a lawyer. It, I You'd know. You'd be a fantastic lawyer if you don't I, do I it. had intended to do that don't for my fucking life. do that. But, I actually, so uh, my friend, the guy, he's a vegetarian, and he's like, I really want you to watch What the Hell. I said, okay. Oh, that's a cool name. I honestly was like, <laughs> I want to warn you right now. I was like, documentaries are not my shit because I'm so critical. They're her shit. Okay, I'll watch a documentary, sure, but I will pick that fucking thing to, I will destroy it. Yeah. And I'll do it because I need 
from a narrative. Yeah, yeah, from a narrative. And even if I agree with the position, I still need to like poke holes because documentaries are literally designed to convince you of a specific thing, which means that they're biased in and of themselves. Yeah. There's no way.